Okay, so you've washed up on the shores of 12-step recovery. Maybe you're there by way of a rehab. Maybe you're there by way of a justice system. Maybe you're there because you just decided that you've had enough, um, that you've decided maybe you've had enough, that you decided to check it out. Maybe a friend asked you to go. Maybe a parent asked you to go. Maybe you saw it on the TV and thought maybe that's somewhere for me. And maybe you've got nowhere else to go. In any case, you might be sat there wondering what is it all about these people in a room talking about different things and... um, more importantly you're probably wondering how in the hell is this going to help me some people when they first start going to meetings they get this immediate sense of feeling at home feeling as though they found their people their tribe and it's it's kind of an instant love affair for those people um there isn't much to say but for the other set of people um, who don't have that experience who don't feel at home who don't really understand what's going on who feel separate who feel different um, and who don't immediately kind of get the whole thing um, I want to make this to address a little bit um, about that experience and um, to try and answer some questions that are probably rattling through your head. Um, my experience personally was was one of not really um, getting it. You know, my my head, my mind was very much fixated on this idea that, you know, how can a group of people sat in a room um, talking about themselves and talking about their lives and, and telling stories and this and that, how is that possibly going to help me and my situation? And um, I really couldn't put the two things together. So what I've come to realise over the years is that if you know there's a, a TV show in the UK called Doctor Who, Um, most of you will probably be familiar with that TV show but for those who are not there's effectively this time travelling guy and um, he has this portal that that kind of sends him into this different dimensions and the portal appears on the street it's called the TARDIS and it appears on the street in London as sort of a police box and to everybody else, it, it looks like a police box, and so no one dares to go in it, no one thinks to go in it, no one thinks anything of it, it just looks like a regular sort of thing. Um, and it's only once you go inside that you you kind of realise that it's this whole thing. Um, and for me, 12-step recovery is, is really like that. Um, it looks from the outside and even from the inside before you're really kind of into it. Um, it looks like nothing. 
you know, it looks like nothing is going on. Um, but the reality is, is that there is this thing that happens there, um, which is very difficult to explain, but it is um, undeniably true uh, that it happens. The main thing that I kind of want to talk about is what is it that gets people uh, to have that experience many people have gone to meetings um, and they haven't had any experiences they haven't stopped drinking or taking drugs or doing whatever it is that they're going there for and and so many people kind of walk away from from attending a few meetings through any of the methods and, and ways that were kind of earlier mentioned and they come away and they say it didn't work um, and when you ask them well what do you mean it didn't work they say well you know I went to a few meetings and it didn't click it didn't it didn't work for me so what I kind of want to go into about that is is that um, the way to sort of frame what 12-step recovery is and in its name obviously each of these organizations have a different fellowship name um, whether it's NA whether it's AA whether it's SLA whether it's OA whatever that something A is um, the thing that they all have in common and the thing that they all share is that they are 12-step programs and that is really the main thing to understand um, in relation to your own experience. So going to meetings is not one of the steps. Um, it's not even officially part of any program. So when you read the 12 steps, nowhere in that program does it talk anything about going to meetings. Doesn't mean that meetings aren't incredibly helpful and incredibly useful and, 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 and a really um, positive often aspect of of the recovery process but they're they're really not actually an official part of a 12-step program but common um a view and opinion of everyone is that actually these meetings are the program itself um and it's a big misunderstanding um and that misunderstanding as far as i can tell is is responsible for a lot of people um who are not doing very well and and think that they have tried this solution which they haven't so I want to explain a little bit about this process this recovery process because a lot of time whether you're in a rehab or something it it becomes very sort of intellectual it becomes very mechanical and and you go into theory of, of alcoholism a disease or drug addiction as a disease or addiction in general as a disease and um it can get very sort of heady. The recovery process um, is is not an intellectual one. It is an experiential one. Um, it is something which you will experience and is a material experience. We call it a spiritual experience, which of course it certainly is, but it's also a material experience. It's something that you will um, undeniably feel and and be able to uh, experience within your body and yourself and all of that. In the very same way um, as whatever your addiction was, 
was an experience. So I'm going to use alcohol as an example. But whatever your thing is, you can use that as an example. If you were to line up 12 shots of vodka on a table, um, and then you were to actually drink those shots, you will start to have an experience, um, in most cases after the third or fourth shot. If you take the first and the second, and then you stop, or you just take the first, you, you may or may not have any experience. The steps are exactly the same. So many people in rehabs and other places, they, they end up taking sort of steps one, two, and three, and they go to a few meetings. And then, as I say, they say it didn't work, I didn't have an experience. But if you ask them, well, hey, if you went to a bar and you only had two or three drinks, and then you, you just could not have any more, it was, no, it was impossible to have any more, would you have the experience of being drunk? And most people would say, no, I need four or five or six or seven drinks to start even feeling it. The steps are exactly the same. So once you get to step five, typically, and you've taken step five, not thought about taking it or talked about taking it, like you've actually taken it in the same way that you would take a drink, once you've actually taken step five, most people from that point have an experience that is sufficient enough to stay sober for quite some time. And especially once you get to step nine, and especially once you get to step 12, um, your sobriety is generally pretty insured. Now, there are exceptions to that, which we can go into separately. It's not really a question for newcomers. Um, in the general sense, this will apply that if you actually get to the point of having the experience of taking the fifth step, the sixth step, um, you will have had the experience, which means that the program and stuff like that will work for you. So that's really a, a big one. You know, it's, it's also relating to that example. If you went to a bar and going to meetings is like going to the bar where everyone is kind of at the bar talking about talking about drinking and there's 12 shots on the table and you know people are talking about their experience you know having taken those shots and they're talking about their or they're thinking about taking them or in some meetings you know the steps are not spoken about at all um but effectively they're always there they're always on the wall they're always on the banners that they're always there and um it's being sat in the meeting and either talking about the steps or looking at the steps and interpreting them um, is really the same as like going to a bar and watching other people drink, staring at the alcohol, trying to figure out what would happen if I drank these drinks and, and, and just not having the experience of actually drinking them. And it is in the experience of taking them and doing them in an action sense that you will have that experience and that you will then know. So, um, I hope that kind of helps to separate out exactly what 12-step recovery is and what it isn't. Um, so th the question then becomes, okay, well, if it's that simple, why do so many people not do the steps? Why do so many people only do steps one, two, and three? And partly I do think it's because of the misunderstanding between what the meetings are and what the steps are and, and just how important the steps are to having this experience. 
and so hopefully that part of it is is a little bit more clear the second part of it is that it's difficult it's difficult to take the steps for a number of reasons um and we'll kind of get into those now many many people come myself included come to 12 step recovery with their story with their narrative with all the things that have happened to them or that they've done or or that has got them into this situation and in many cases they're they're convinced that unless you understand everything about their life you'd never understand their situation and it doesn't seem plausible that this general 12 step generic solution is going to work on my unique set of problems um and so there's this kind of disconnect between willingness to accept that this might help um against sort of this resistance um that generally the ego comes with um that it's just it's just not going to work so um basically a way to look at this is very much like physical fitness. So when you, in 12-step recovery, it's called a spiritual program and they refer to spiritual fitness. Now, let's take the word spiritual out and just look at this word of fitness. So if you've got to a point where you're very physically unhealthy, maybe you're overweight or you're just really unfit, if you then decide you want to go to a gym now there are many many ways and you'll have a story as to how it is that you've got to be out of shape maybe it's because of what your parents fed you were younger they didn't give you a good diet they didn't instill in you the values of healthy eating and blah blah or maybe you had a depression or you got broken up with a partner or all of these things happened to you which has led to you being in this physical state that you're in and it may seem very very unique to you as to why it is that you're in this position um, and why you can't get out of it and all of that kind of stuff but at the end of the day regardless of all of that stuff that's led you to that point if you want to become physically fit you need to do a set of exercises consistently and you need to not do a set of certain actions consistently and you will have a physical transformation. It's not subjective, it's not related to who you are or what you've done, it's very objective. Now, the issue is, as I say, it's very difficult. It's very difficult when your whole system is wired to be one way, and then you're trying to force it to be another way. Um, It's very hard, which is why most people who try to get into physical shape fail same reason that most people who try to get in this spiritual shape or try to get in this um, recovery fail because it's difficult because it goes against a lot of what they've been doing for a long time and so again if we look at that and we look at okay how can I have the best chance to go through with this program well same like with the gym the best way that you can do it is to have a personal trainer It's to have a personal trainer who is one-on-one working with you to help you um, get through the exercises, who's had the transformation themselves, who's been in your position and is willing to help you. Now, 
unfortunately in gyms personal trainers are incredibly expensive fortunately in 12-step recovery they're completely free in the way of a sponsor now sponsorship these days there are these things recovery coaches and all of these things that you can pay for which i have no experience in um personally i don't think is uh, a part of 12-step recovery it's an outside thing within the 12-step process sponsorship is entirely free so you can get a sponsor someone who's gone through the process who understands it and who is willing to give that experience to you um completely for free and so having a sponsor is probably the biggest way that you can um, help yourself to actually get through the process. In choosing a sponsor, that can be uh, a whole topic in itself, which I probably will do uh, a whole thing about around sponsorship and choosing a sponsor and stuff like that. The long and short of it is that there are different qualities of sponsors in the same way that there are different qualities in personal trainers. Some of them are, you know, know more than others. Some of us experience more than others. You know, you go sometimes to the gym and, and the guy is not in that great shape, but he seems to know everything. And then you have other guys who are in great shape, but they're not that good at explaining stuff. And so um, having any personal trainer and any sponsor is better than having no personal trainer or sponsor um and so in that sense just get one but if you do want to kind of spend a bit of time you know thinking about who has what you want who kind of has the quality of recovery uh, that you would like then by all means take a bit of time and ask someone but the general advice is don't take too long um so yeah that's that's kind of sponsorship which is definitely the best thing that will help you to get to that those stages in the process the other thing is to have um community and to have what's called a home group now similarly again to getting in physical shape if you have to get up every morning at break of dawn and go for a jog you might have the willingness to do it you know for a while but eventually you're going to wake up and just you can't be bothered you know, the head is against you, even the body's against you, the weather's against you, it's still dark outside, and you're just not going to have the willingness to keep going day in and day out, especially because in the beginning, you're not really seeing much results. So very much the same in recovery. A lot of people go to the meetings, they drag themselves there, they don't have a sponsor, they're not involved in the group, they're just taking themselves there or they're being taken there by some whatever and eventually those people stop taking you and eventually it's down to you to get yourself there. And you might feel good for a while, you kind of have that initial buzz of yeah, yeah, things are going better, I think I've sorted it this time, blah, blah, blah. And eventually you can't be bothered anymore you just don't want to go and whatever it is and and if you don't have again the personal trainer but if you don't have the community if you don't have friends if you don't have people who are kind of counting on you to be there and are holding you accountable to be there and who are connecting with you and checking in with you and stuff like that it's very difficult so you know take that example of waking up in the morning and going for a jog you're doing it on your own, very hard. If it gets to eight in the morning and you're meant to be up and you're not up and three people are at your door, three of your friends are knocking on your door saying, come on, let's go, it's, it's time to run, da, 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 da. 
even if you can't be bothered, you're going to get up and you're going to do it for them. And so that having that kind of relationship, those friendships, those fellowships, those those kind of um, shared experiences with people is really, really helpful. Now, when most people are new, a lot of them do not want to engage with people. They're anxious, they're fearful, they suffer social anxiety, they're, you know, very in themselves, they don't want to engage with people, all of that kind of stuff. It's very hard. Now, in some AA groups and 12-step groups or NA groups or whatever, different groups are more welcoming than others, and some people are very big on giving numbers and sharing numbers, and in other groups, people keep themselves more to themselves. Um, But if you're new, really, really, even if people are not coming up and trying to give numbers and share numbers and things like that, the best thing you can do for yourself is to reach out to people and to say, hey, I really want to give myself the best chance to actually go through this process and have this experience. Um, And in order to do that, I need to be like accountable with people and I need people, you know, who are going to help check in on me and, and make sure that I'm coming and stuff like that. And having friends and all of that kind of stuff just makes the experience easier. It's just easier to go. It's easier to keep going. And then again, with the physical fitness, with the jogging, after a certain period of time, if you keep doing it, you will start to visibly see and experience this change in the same way that if you get up every morning and you do go running and if you can keep it up for a long enough time, you will start to see the change. And once you see the change, it brings a new motivation to continue. But in the beginning, you don't have that motivation. So you need this system that is going to help you to get to that point. The third thing which is related to those, the steps and the sponsor, is service. So in every 12-step group, there are always opportunities to have service. Service is basically just any position within the group um, that they need. So it might be making coffee or washing up dishes or greeting people outside or chairing the meeting or whatever it is. It's something that, again, helps you to interact with people especially if it's like making the coffee or doing the greeting it forces you to kind of interact with people it forces you to get to know people and also kind of gives you this sense of responsibility to the group so again you wake up one morning you're meant to be at the meeting 9am can't be bothered for you didn't sleep well you had a bad dream you, you just can't be bothered today if there's no one there that's, you know, going to, it's going to make a difference whether you're there or not, then you just tell yourself, oh, I don't need to go, they don't care anyways. If you have a service position, if you're responsible for making the coffee, if you're responsible for greeting people, that, that will help you to get yourself up and to get yourself there. Um, and again, in the beginning, it's all about creating this system, which is just going to help you to show up, help you to show up and to get involved. So those three things um, are really the way in which if you're genuinely serious and ready to have a, a, a real change in yourself and in your life um, and you want to give yourself the best chance to actually experience that change, then hopefully these uh, answers to these questions will help you. Um, if you have any more questions, just send them in um 
I'm happy to answer all of these. I hope that it helps. My answers are not um, the answers. They're not the way it is. It's just my experience. Uh, I make these things because I've people have told me that it's helpful. They've asked, they've requested them, but it's very important that I say that, you know, these are not like the official things or anything like that. They're just my experience, my opinions, my um, understanding of everything. And yeah, I hope that it helps you uh, in your journey. And um, yeah, God bless.